Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Cherie. It is the Hot Mess Mums Club podcast and this week Cherie's away. So we have a very glamorous lady co-hosting with me. <laughs> very excited to have her back for season two. It is the gorgeous Jenny Powell. Aww. Hello. Hello. Congratulations. You're doing well, aren't you? It's doing all right, isn't hey. it? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much for coming today and, and stepping in the breach. Well, it's all right. And should, should, we, should we divulge that I did actually arrive on the wrong day? <laughs> I felt so bad about this. Um <laughs> We you got didn't the, let got, me in. I know, and this is the worst part. So Jenny arrived a week early and I was in the kitchen on my own. My husband was in London and at the phone went, I said, all right, love. And she went, I'm outside. And I went, what? So she said, I'm here. I said, it's not today. It's next Monday. So I'm frantically going through my phone to check that I haven't got the dates wrong. And then I was like, okay, I'm really sorry. She said, I'm so sorry. I was like, okay. And off she went. And when my husband got home and I told him, he went, did you not ask her in for a coffee? No. But you I didn't. felt a bit awkward about it because I thought we've met once when we did the no, no, we kept in touch. It's been lovely. But I thought, well, she think it's I'm a bit of a weirdo if I go, come in for a coffee. coffee. I didn't know what to do. Should I have done that? Probably should have, shouldn't I? No, actually, do you know what? It's just... fine. Because I went, oh, I went. Uh, what did I do? I went shopping instead. <laughs> it's much better than coming yeah. in here yeah. and having a, a child yeah. throw his food at you like he does. And... Yeah, yeah. so it was, <laughs> actually worked out perfectly all right. And also I saved you the bother because I know it's all when you you don't expect visitors it, the house I, was a tip and Heath was screaming most people just want to get out when they come in <laughs> to be honest there were some people that I've got friends who you have to warn them you can't just doorstep no. you can't just doorstep because they, they have a, like a panic attack God. you know and I've got a couple of friends like that and as they're getting older they're just getting worse and I'm like just and then you get like like 5,000 WhatsApps about, okay, so we're, we're on for the, definitely this day. Da, da, da. And, you know, I, I quite like the idea of doorstepping. Yeah, an open house where everyone can yeah, come in and go. In, and, pop yeah, in, it's fine. Um, but in reality, I'm not sure whether it's the right thing to do. I think it depends if you've got your shit together 24-7. I definitely haven't. The house normally looks like it's been burgled. You know, we're <laughs> arguing, screaming at each other, all of us. Yeah. So if people just turn up sometimes, they probably be like oh my god this is awful whereas yeah. I want people to come and go oh, oh it's lovely and isn't the house dead clean and tidy isn't she great fresh flowers on the <laughs> kitchen table every time I, I wouldn't come. go that far no. but yeah no you have been so busy yeah mingling with some seriously hot Hollywood stars I'm exhausted I don't stalk people's Instagram pages but yours I'm like oh my god oh my god so tell us about that what have you been doing well, I've, I've, I've landed on my feet, really. I've just, like, at 51, I've actually got my, the best job I've ever done. And I thought I'd sort of, I thought that was it. I thought game over. Um, but they're called An Experience With. And they're basically um, 
they're, they're black tie, they're live events, they're not, it's not televised. Um, and it's about 1,500 people at a venue. Um, and it's a real quality night out. There's like, there's a band, there's a, a gospel choir. Uh, and basically you can, you can have a, a black tie do and then watch me interview one of your Hollywood great movie stars. So, yeah. So I, I, I interviewed them for about an hour and a half. It was supposed wow. to be an hour, but I go on a bit. And... <laughs> And they're all the Hollywood management going, Sylvester only stays on stage for an hour. She's been on there for one hour, 25 minutes. <laughs> but what I do is I'm cheeky, you see, because um, you're supposed to have an earpiece. And I, I sussed that and I thought, no, I'm not having an earpiece. I went, no, 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 no it's fine, it's fine. I'll, you don't I'll want, but time. you said that last time you were on, actually, that mm. they shout in your ear and it's yeah. really annoying. Yeah, so I've got, I said, no, I don't work like that. And um, I've managed to sort of like extend the interview time. But what I do do is I always say on stage, do you, do you, is, is it all right if we ask more questions? Because once I've asked them directly... The management the can't management can't, Yeah, it's all about the entourage. That's Love what I've it. learned. It's all about your entourage. So Keep Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester hello. Stallone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Wow. I love him. My husband, Chris, has a massive issue with this, Jenny. He's like, he's old. I'm like, so are you. You know, I'm not being funny. Get quite ripped, to be fair. Ripped, he looks amazing. Mm. I, um, the film he was in was Sharon Stone, and I've been trying to think about it, what it's the, called. Oh, my God, the, it's the, quite the, an old the, one. Not the specialist. The, yeah, the specialist. Yes. Oh, them in the shower. I should know, really. Love, love that movie. Yeah. And then him in the the ones he's done with all the boys, Jason Statham, Mickey yeah, Rourke. Expendables, oh, yes. Love it. Chris refuses to watch it, so I have to watch those things when I'm on oh, my own. Oh, you should have come round to mine for when I was oh. doing the research, because... I only found out about eight months ago, which isn't a long time, really. And uh, when I signed up for this, it was like, well, we've definitely got Sylvester Stallone. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't even watched Rocky. <laughs> so it, within the space of, like, four months, every night I'd watch a movie with Pollyanna, my youngest, who is now a complete and utter Stallone expert. We could oh, we, Between the it. two of us, we could do Mastermind and your specialist <laughs> subject. So we watched every single Rocky. Oh, Every single well, there's two creeds. Every single Expendables, the special. Oh. We watched everything. Um, bless us. So you could have done it. You could have yeah, come over I could to mine. Have, yes. Well, I'm doing I'm Mel Gibson America. next. So. <gasps> oh my yeah. god. And then there was Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. which I've just done. So what were they both like? Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they're old school. There will never be another Arnold Schwarzenegger, no. which is what I said to him on stage. And I went, I just, I said, I can't get over it, Arnold, because I got to the point where our rapport was just Arnie and Jenny. And I went, but Arnold, I can't get over it because there will never be another you. I said, and it really upsets me. And he goes, Jenny, you sound like I'm going to die tomorrow. <laughs> and I went, no, no, I don't. I said, but, you know, there is, and there will never be another Sylvester Stallone. No. Because these guys, you've got to remember the way they made movies, well, especially with Sylvester Stallone, you'll appreciate it because you're obviously a bit of a groupie. Um, they, you know, he did all his stunts. He was Rocky. Yeah. He, you know, he, he got hospitalised for four days because Dolph Lundgren in Rocky Four punched him that hard. God. That he actually got flown into A and E, and they thought he'd been in a car crash. And it was like, no, I asked, I said to Dolph, I said, just punch me properly, and he did, and that's what happened. <laughs> 
So, you know, these people, you know, they don't have the help of um, all the the, the modern technology, etc. that that the movie stars of today had. They they went through it, you know, they really went through it. And that's what I love about them. I absolutely adore, I I adore Sylvester Stallone uh, for very different reasons to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger has an amazing backstory Mm. about how he got into movies. Yeah, How he moved, and I've read about, I've read interviews with him. Mm. And I mean, he took the biggest risk he had nothing mm. and he kind of he was bodybuilding and yeah. doing all that and yeah. you know I mean it's quite incredible his story he's he's amazing he well he just visualises everything he is all he says is his eyes are so piercing and he goes you have to have a vision and I had a vision and he was like 15 or something when he he went AWOL from the army and he was seeing all these posters of um, Reg Park um, who was a bodybuilder who then went into movies as Hercules Um, Steve Reeves uh, all these famous bodybuilders who made it into movies and when he was a kid in Austria he didn't like Austria it was post-war his father was he was a real disciplinarian Um, it wasn't a great childhood I actually nearly brought him to tears as well but I'll tell you about that in a minute Um, and um, he had this vision that he wanted to get out of Austria he wanted to be a bodybuilder from a very young age so he went AWOL from the army to enter junior Mr Europe Wow. So he just left the army, went on this train for a couple of days and just decided he was going to win it, which he did. And then he went back to the army and obviously they, um, they, yeah, they penalised him a little bit and said, you can't do that. You can't go AWOL. <laughs> um, and uh, his father didn't really approve of him doing, uh, you know, bodybuilding for, for a living. Um, but he just he just visualised, 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 and then you know it took him to Munich, and then after Munich he then got into he went to Britain actually, and he lived in the East End for a bit, and then he won Mr Olympia, and and then he went over to Los Angeles. Wow, it's a real amazing story though, isn't it? Because often yeah. I think we look at them all, particularly and now, oh, and you think, oh, yeah. you know, I want to be that. Mm. You've just got that, but it's not. It's a lot of hard work. Like you say, they're from a generation where it wasn't. Uh, as easy you didn't have the technology the agents no you didn't just shut yourself on Instagram did you with some cool pictures note that somebody spotted you I actually brought it up with Sylvester Stallone because I said does it annoy you because even he was saying now when you make movies these big movie they're looking at the actors who've got the most followers and he said it's it was quite it was quite bizarre talking to him you know about how things have changed because I felt that was on a parallel with him you know I'm that generation but he had nothing you know Sylvester had absolutely, he had a hundred dollars in his pocket when wow. um, when he got Rocky. Well, he wrote Rocky. Yeah, in like three or four days. I love all that generation. Oh. I saw a, an interview with Mickey Rourke recently mm. on um, Pierce uh, this morning. Good morning, Britain. Ooh. And it was really sad because yeah. he, in nine and a half weeks, for me, like I adored him, and he was just the most beautiful man. Yeah, and now look. Uh, yeah, incredible, incredible actor. And then it all kind of went in a different direction for him and when they did this they did this link up with him to his house in Los Angeles and it was really sad because he oh yeah and you saw how he kept talking about his therapist and I actually felt like I just wasn't comfortable watching it Mm. and he's great in the expendables and I know he's he's doing moves and everything but I thought that's probably the other side of it Mm. Um, and dealing with that as you're you know when you're older you know like Arnold is uh, 72. Sylvester's 73. Yeah, they look amazing. These guys, you know, to still be doing what they're doing. I actually said on stage, I said, Sylvester, you are 73 years old and you are a believable action hero. Yeah. 
to this day. And the whole audience just were applauding because I said, that is insane. How do you, you know, because it's just Rambo, well, um, Last Blood is obviously out now. And I said, that. how, how does that happen? Um, and when you look at these guys now, you know, they have a they have a heritage, they have a substance, they they have a history that they've earned, um, you know, they've earned the, 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 the adoration that they they have with the public. Um, but they have something, they have something else. And I don't know whether it's from adversity because they both had very awkward backgrounds or what, but it has kept them going. And, and what's interesting, it still does. They still haven't forgotten where they've come from. I think yeah. that's what it is. You've got a Tom Cruise as well. I mean, a similar, yeah, a bit younger, similar, yeah. but incredible. 56, is he? Still does his own stunts, looks amazing, you know, and we still view him in the same way. He's an action hero, hero. isn't he? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I just think they're irreplaceable. So I'm really honoured that I've got, I've got the yeah. chance to, you know, to, to wax lyrical. Because I really did have, I had no, I did everything myself, everything. And um, it's better that way. Um, but I, I really made research, sure, yeah, everything. and I made sure I made the most of it. And I got Sylvester Stallone to tell two stories that he's never, ever told. Oh. So in 45, 50 years of that career and all the talk shows he's been on, he actually stood there and went, I've never told this story. And I thought, well, you're done. That's it, yeah. Because he was relaxed Brilliant. and he was enjoying himself and we had time. I mean, a lot of these chat shows, you haven't got time. you got like, you know... Oh, yeah seven minutes or half an hour but when yeah. you've got an hour and a half well it was an hour but that's Jenny, Jenny's, Jenny's hours <laughs> Jenny an hour time. and a half you see you can you can really get to know these guys do you get nervous I mean I know it's what you do and you're yeah. very good at it but do you go backstage before you do it and, and like you say you put it all together yourself so you know exactly no one's in control you know what you're doing yeah. but is there the butterflies do you think oh my god or do, do you know what I didn't and it was really odd because um I, I sat in my room, the first one I did, and I'd, there were 14, 1,500 people at the O2. And God. Uh, I'd just come in from holiday as well. I'd left everybody on holiday because I booked my holiday years, like, ages ago, and, of course, I had to fly back early. So, you know, when you're in that holiday, like, you know, we've been in, I've been in Turkey, for God's sake. <laughs> We'd be all inclusive. And then the next day, I was like, oh. <gasps> so um, I was really not quite in it. And then I sat down, I started seeing these people arriving. And then it was like, right, the management said, um, Sylvester's arriving soon. You've got five minutes with him before you go on. I was like, oh, that's not very useful, but never mind. And I was sort of put me, you know, stuck my rolls in my head. I thought, oh, I should be getting nervous, really. But I was so excited. But I think it's because I'd done the research myself. I think, you know, it's like sometimes if you have researchers or a team, well, yeah. maybe I don't, but, you know, doing the, the research for you, you you're kind of very fresh with it on the day and you don't really it's not from you is it no i think when other people are in control as well i've always found this that sometimes you it's not your best work so you come out of that and you go i wish i hadn't asked that question i wish Mm. i'd not let them tell me that i had to say that because actually i wanted to talk about this yeah and and i I mean i've worked in radio for a long time and, and radio can be very controlling like that you can't talk about this you can't say that on the radio it's a real shame one of the reasons I love the podcast is because she can yeah. be real so I get that and mm. you're in control of where you want it to go aren't yeah. you with, with that so I, it was all you know there was nobody coming in and saying right what are you going to ask what they just completely left it to me in fact they do I said Stop look there's it. a couple of things you ought to know about because I had props and everything right uh-huh. I had this thing called sly sack oh right? my god <laughs> 
And I thought, are you sure you don't want to know? Because I said, this might not be appropriate. And they're like, no, Jenny, you just go for it. Stephen Oxley, who, who's my, who, who employed me for this, he's, I just love him to death because he went, Jenny, I just want you to do it. I'm so excited. I don't know what you're going to do. I'm like, oh my God, that's such a risk for you. But um, I'll tell you about the sack. It's yeah, so funny. I want to know what this is. Sylvester's sack. And um, I think because I was in control uh, and it was all my responsibility, I, I just, I was so calm. And I remember standing at the side of the stage and there's like pyrotechnics and everything going off and then this huge countdown and then this montage of Sly's career we had a choir singing got oh, you know wow. you know the da, 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 da. we had a pianist who played it as you know as we were building up to his entrance and I stood at the side of the stage and I swear to god I held my hand like that to Libby the the um runner and I went look at that and it was steady like that I'm not like, shaking what is wrong with me that should be <laughs> shaking and it was just like that and I thought no this is good so I walked on I didn't trip over and I didn't um lose it and um I was I was just in a good place for it I thought I'm ready you got to be ready I love this I'm ready and you look stunning as well I saw some of the pictures and videos on your yeah. Instagram you looked every bit like a Hollywood star next to them all as well yeah. I thought you looked amazing oh thank so, you yeah I just thought wow yeah 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 you want them to remember you, don't you? Glam. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on, what is sliced sack? Oh, I can say it. So what I know. did was because you got to remember as well, they, they've done these, they do these interviews over and over and over again, and there are so many things that they must think, God, I don't have to do this again. So I thought, no, I'm going to be different. So I, um, I came up with this. I was ironing, and I was like, what can I do? What can I do? It's different. So. <laughs> I do a lot of, I get a lot of things, creative thoughts when I'm ironing. I don't know if you're the same, but yeah, anyway, that's my place to be creative. I thought, right, I'm going to get a big black sack. And I had this lady sort of do this embroidery. I said, you know, this is a really weird conversation, but I can't sew and I need you to make me a black velvet sack, which says Sylvester's sack on it. And she went, why? And I went, it's for for Sylvester Stallone. She went, what? And I went, it's a long story. Can you just make me this sack? So she makes me this big sack. And in it, I put... I put props from that would remind him of really unusual stories in his life. So, like, I got made a um, a number plate, which is one of his number plates that was one on one of his uh, classic cars that he actually used in Cobra. Oh wow! So this number plate, he obviously recognised, and I went ah, and he went, "That's from my car." And the story that nobody really knows is that that car got stolen after Cobra and he found it after 10 years. Oh, God. Yeah. And he, wow. yeah. And, and and he was like, how did you find that? How did you know this? Um, and I had like, um, I had a manual, which was a John Travolta manual, keep fit with John Travolta, because he directed and co-wrote uh, Staying Alive. Did he? Oh, yeah, you I see. No so idea. he breaks out this oh annual, God. and it's a fitness annual by John Travolta, and he's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And when when he um, worked with John Travolta at the time for Staying Alive and he was writing it, John Travolta was in a bad, bad place. And he tells this story, again, that he's not really told anyone. He said he was overweight, he kind of was depressed, and they actually had to move this dance studio, it's literally into his house to get him out of bed and get him to start, you know, getting back on track. So really he helped him hugely to sort of re... Well, well, just to come out of the darkness because he had those that that terrible time. And it was sly. 
So there was all these things. So I had all these little things in this set. Brilliant. That, you know, and of course the audience loved it because they were like, what the heck is... And yeah, and he's going, what? And he's rummaging around <laughs> in his bag like Christmas. And he loved it. And the audience were like, oh my God, I can't believe... She-. And of course I walked in and I went, I can't believe I'm holding Slice Sack. But he's American, <laughs> so we didn't get that bit. But everybody else did. So I'm a bit playful like that. Oh, I did I that with Arnie it. as well. He absolutely... He was hilarious. I've got... I did some props that everyone's going... My other half went, Denny, don't get that out. Don't do that. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, oh, please don't. I don't think it's right. But um, yeah, I did a few things with him as well. And he loved it. Yeah. Oh. Well, from very glamorous, amazing yeah. uh, stuff to back down to earth yeah. and, and mum stuff. And yeah. your eldest mm. has left you. She's flown the nest. Yeah. What's it called? Is it called, um, what's it called? Flown the nest syndrome or something? I, th- I, do, I think so. Something like that. I'm it? not there yet. I've got, got, you've got mm, I've got, I'm still, still young. Well, but my mm. friend's been there and I know, and I watched how it, she's got three and her first uh, eldest tour at uni. Mm. And I've seen like how she's getting used to it now but what it was like for her when the first one went and and she talks about that quite a lot you know like just them not being around anymore you're not being knowing where they are mm, oh, it's so much isn't there yeah and it's so i i'd already left to go um and work on experience with you see so i'd left before she left so of course and i went away for a week and i came home and she'd gone um and it was really odd because she kind of because i i was divorced uh, and she was eight years old and I had a baby, I, I've got a special bond with Connie. Yeah. Because I lent on her, really, you know, because I had this, this, you know, this baby, and Connie grew up very quickly, and she's emotionally intelligent because she's had to be. And I didn't realise until this year how much I depend on her emotionally, you know, because she knows me like nobody else, because she's been through everything with me. Yeah. So she knows, you know, how to, uh, when I'm feeling vulnerable or, you know, I'm I'm confused about the whole, you know, because you go through this whole journey, you know, you get divorced then you meet someone else and then you've got a baby to bring up and she sees all of that. Uh, And I really struggled with that because she's the one person that knows everything to me. And uh, that was hard. Plus the fact like everybody else, um, yeah, she's just... She's just been there in the house, this energy and this, you know, this character and kind of she's not there. It's, it's, it's... it's oh, it's amazing that she's gone to uni, you know, like mm. you said to me, she had three A stars. Mm. I mean, you must be like super proud mum. That yeah. is incredible. Nothing and, to do with me. And <laughs> I'm sure it is. And she's gone off. Like the fact that you've built that in her though, I think that's amazing. I, I mm. never had that confidence Um, because of my upbringing and stuff that happened to me to do any of that. I couldn't go to uni. I couldn't go away. It didn't work out for me. I just didn't have that confidence. And with my little girl, she's six. I really want her to have that, to know she can do it. And we'll always be behind her, but I want her to know she can go anywhere, travel the world, go to uni, whatever she wants to do. Yeah. And I think think it's incredible that Connie's, got that you've well, yeah. given her that you know yeah. because it, it could go either way lot. with those circumstances yeah. I mean I don't know what yours were but you see how you know whatever happens when you're growing up in those formative years it can go either way yeah it can have you know, a real obviously you know oh, for you uh, definitely do you know it affected me so I I was raised by my grandparents which I had a really good upbringing with them until I was about 12 and then I moved back in with my mum my mum and dad divorced and my mum was an alcoholic mm. and those years of being a teenager were like there were no boundaries there were no rules mm. 
she had no control over us. I completely lost it. You know, like when you hear Davina McCall talk or Drew Barrymore, I'm like, oh, okay, that's the non-showbiz version of me. I'm the non-showbiz version <laughs> yeah. of them, sorry. Mm. Whereas I was wild, you know, with anger and everything. But I was frightened all the time. And like, when I met my husband, I think I'd only been on a plane, I was 25, I'd only been on a plane twice. Mm. Like I had this, I'd had, I just had no courage. And he was like, I'm taking, we're going to New York, you know, I'm over there. I'm going to fly you over on your own. You're going to meet me. And all my friends, went there is no way you'll go Mm. because I was like this home I couldn't do it Mm. and I'd been to uni twice first time I just quit second time I commuted (laughs) (laughs) I could I didn't have this courage because I'd not had that stability no so I think I think a being a single parent like you were Mm. that is like doubly hard but the fact that you've done this and she's done so well and gone off with that courage and confidence Mm. I think that's amazing it's It's tricky and it, it it's so hard, I think, for them at this day and age because of you know. I know it's still we talk about it all the time, but this whole social media thing, you oh, know, it affects them so much. Yeah. And you know, you're you're dealing with stuff that you didn't go through. You know, it's all fresh no. to me. All this stuff. So I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. Well, she's on that, and they're you know, and she's exposed to this. She probably feels like that. You know, yeah. so because we, we've no, we, we've never experienced what they're experiencing. No, we and experience it now as, yeah. as older women, and yeah. that's bad enough. Some days, isn't it? it? Depends how you use it. You've got to use it wisely. But so imagine what it's like for them being yeah. their age and the pressure. And it and, and also I think just you know this whole. I think you've got to... It's funny because Pollyanna, my youngest, is 10. So you've still got this as well, haven't you? So she's in year six. So it's all this about where they're going to go next. Yeah. And again, you know, even from that stage, you've you've got to think about the individual... You know, you can't say, right, you're going to do this. You're going to be a high achiever. I don't care what you're saying. You're going to do that. You can't. Everybody is different. Yeah. And, um... You know, forget about what you personally want. You've got to suit them, their personalities, and you've got to, you've got to tread really carefully. I think because everyone's pressured for everyone to. Oh yeah, she's got this and she's got that. She's going to do that. Connie, Connie suited the road she went down. She suited the school that we chose for her, um, and that's that. Polly's a different story, and you know, again, it's it's hard work because you've got to give time to think about all this and don't just follow all the, well, yeah, they're supposed to get three O-stars, they're supposed to go to uni, they're supposed to do that. It's horrific. It's, the it's amount horrific. of pressure yeah. they put on them, I think, is... Oh, just... I only found out with Ava going back, so she's in year two. Yeah. Um, and she struggles. Like, we help her at home mm. and she gets extra support at school. She is one of the youngest in a year and, you know... She's, she definitely doesn't find it easy. She's hating maths at the minute. She has right. a big hate on maths every day. I <laughs> hate maths. Her. I hate it. You know, or, and they have SAT exams this year, uh, next no. year, in year Is two it? at the end. I couldn't believe it. What? And on the WhatsApp group, I saw people start asking about it yesterday or the day before. Does anyone know when the dates are? And I thought, I'm not getting into it. Like, it'll be all right. She's six. I want her to be happy to know that as long as she does what she, she can do her best and just enjoy it yeah. for me. And she's quite a creative little girl. I think, and Chris and I are both creative. We're definitely not academic. She'll probably end up being more down that road and that's okay for me. I just think... Absolutely. You, you cannot, can you go, you will be a doctor. No. And you will do this and no. you're going to get that. I mean, it's not fair. And I just think that, um, you know, they feel it. They, these, you know, these kids now, and even, you know, at six, or so, they feel it. They're getting this feeling. It's coming from everywhere already, 
you know, and uh, we, I'm all for, don't worry about it. If you don't, oh, I shouldn't be saying, well, I'm saying it, but I, I've always said to Polly, look, if you don't finish homework because you're tired and you want to go and play, I would rather see you climb a tree, obviously carefully, um, <laughs> and have some fun than finish that off because yeah. you've done enough now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm a bit like that. Uh, and I was with Connie and she did all right, yeah. you know, but I've never pressurised, I've never gone, like with Connie through GCSEs and A-levels, I was never, have you done that? Why aren't you doing your, the, 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 I thought, listen, she's, she's got to learn, you've got to learn from an early age, you know, you put the work in, you get the results, if you, oh, if you commit yourself to this because you want to do that, that's fine. So, you know, I think you have, the, you know, there's a certain amount of freedom, not as much as you obviously had. No, flipping but, out. I had so much. I mean, I was out all night. You know, I was in nightclubs when I was 14. <gasps> yeah. Whoa. That's what I say, the unshowbiz version of Drew Barrymore's life. Without the drugs, I'd have never done drugs. No. But yeah. Oh, yeah. You had a hooch or something. So I was just a hooch, yeah. And Malibu and Coke. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was, because there were no... One of the things I spent my early twenties, I will not have children because I didn't want to be like my parents, and I was worried yeah. that it would be in me not to have that mothering instinct and want to be good with them. So it petrified me. And then I met Chris, and and everything changed. And being their mum, like I just always think it reinforces to me what they do need, that mm. love and the cuddles and the hugs, and they need to feel safe. Yeah. And I think you go through, you, you go right, I go right back. I'm still, I need to go to therapy, I think. I think but, we all do, yeah. one way or another. The older you get, the worse it gets, yeah. actually, because you think more, especially when you have kids, you think, you think more about all, the stuff. Yeah, you dig stuff up, don't you? Yeah, you, you, you do. Like, it's like research for your kids. Yeah, isn't it? It's stuff you that you've let lie. Yeah, you start digging, and thinking, it comes back, and yeah. you think, "Shit, now's the time. I need a therapist." But I never had any any safety, and I think so. That really brings that home for me with them. That and so when it comes to like the homework or whatever, and the the um, top of the class, I just think they're so irrelevant as long mm. as she's happy and we're Absolutely. helping her when she wants it. Yeah. Um, my brother-in-law is a, a primary school teacher, a nursery teacher, and he says, if you sit them down and just keep going at them all the time, mm. they hate it, nothing goes in. So I just wait for her to go, Mum, can we go you on do. that app and have a look at numbers? And she'll we'll do a 10-minute blast. That's enough. When she comes to me, not when I'm like, sit down, we're doing this. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. It's hard work, you know. It yeah. is. It's the biggest thing. Jenny's saying that she's looking at our producer, Callum, who's about 12. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm trying it. I'm like, <laughs> Callum. Yeah, you, you sit in there nodding smugly, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. Early whatever. 20s. Oh, yeah. And he I lives keep, with his girlfriend. I know, I keep looking at Callum all the time because I'm like, did you hear that, Callum? This is actually for you, Callum. <laughs> Don't it's do quite, it. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, um, it's, I have to say, you know, when I was sort of standing in the wings about to, to, to interview, like, one of the most iconic, successful, oh, like, men and human beings in our time, like Arnold, who's got the most amazing, like, his aura. It Honestly, it's the only time I've ever got a bit giddy. And all the crews, everyone, everyone, all the other sort of famous people. But Arnold Schwartz, there is something, there is something oh, about him. I can imagine. And, um... I studied, I thought, I still prefer that than having to sort out of school and uni. <laughs> and, and so I thought, I'd rather be here, to be fair. Yeah. It doesn't freak me out. Freaking no. me out is when I go home tonight. Yeah. You know. What's going on and now? And that is the god of this truth. <laughs> what does that say? You know, so when everyone yeah. says, oh, it must be sad. Listen, it's no. not. What's being hard? Yeah. It's the day-to-day. Yeah, it's real tough. Your kids in this day and age. Uh, yeah, it's very much so. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of us uh, uh, parents, when we're older, a lot of us got, 
you know, I don't know, we spread them out a bit now as well. Like, you might have another three. Oh, my um, God. Callum's well, going to have 12. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you're Irish, but where? Uh, One more at the yeah. most. Okay. And then I think everyone will go, you're nuts, why are you doing it? I mean, you, like you were talking about your two, they're very different. They are, uh, one is never the same as the other. And my little boy's not two till Christmas. And it... It takes two of us to go to the shoe shop to get his feet measured because he's so awful. And we took him about two weeks ago. It was the worst morning of our lives. So we decided we were going to do a bit of a shopping trip. We'll take him get his shoes. Chris needed some bits. We'll go to the traffic. That we'll sounds a lovely so morning. easy and slick. Bit of a coffee together, the lot. Yeah. You know? Whatever. But we get there. We decide shoes first, get it done. He's horrific. The poor girl that had to measure his feet, she was about... I think she was 19, so I had a chat with her afterwards and told her not to ever have kids. And um, he kicked her in the face. He picked up the shoe measuring machine and threw it across the room. How it didn't hit someone else in the head, I'll never know. It was awful. And I said to her when I was paying, Chris was outside walking up and down the Clark shoe shop, holding him. He was pinching Chris. He was biting him. He was screaming. I said to her, how old are you? She went, I'm 19. I went, don't have kids. Not now, not ever. I went, because your life ends and this is what you get. And I came out the door and I went, right, where are we going? And he went, we're going home. Yeah. He's going in the car and we are going home. So that's what happens. Oh, you make all these amazing plans about this lovely family day out. You go, oh, we're going home now. Yeah. It's, it's shit. Yeah. There's yeah. no other way about it. Is it. Shit. It's, it's shit. shit. Yeah. It is shit. It's really shit. You'll have your golden moment, like one golden moment in about oh. 10 years. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is the ideal family scenario, right? And then it's gone. Yeah. That's it. Boom. Forever. Yeah, very embarrassing. No. Um, you've got <laughs> got some gorgeous products that I'm, you're I'm glad using at the moment. Yeah, I'm going to give them to you as well because it sounds like you need it. I need so much more than that. And a Malibu and Coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we're thinking Tell of doing um, CBD um, tonic water. Oh, wow. Mm, so I'll let you know because I'll, oh, yeah. I'll bring some in for you. So what, talk to me about the products. How did you get involved with them? What are they? Yeah, well, because I don't want to make it sound like it's not... Because, it, like, I'm just... Uh, sort of been asked to, to, to advertise this product but actually it was the other way around because I, I suffer really badly with migraines um, and more hormonal for me but I mean you can get them from stress just having kids or you know uh, tiredness cold you name it there are various reasons for your for your migraines but at three four days I'd be in bed like I couldn't work and I'm not great with popping pills um, don't like it so that was the only thing. If I really had to get out of bed, I'd have to take something quite strong. Um, and then I was just sort of like online and um, my other half who's, who's quite into alternative medicine, etc. And, and I've got a family who've started to use CBD oil. And I was like, yeah. And of course, 2016, it was made legal because it hasn't got... So everyone's worried about that. Oh my God, it's illegal. It's not. CBD is actually cannabid oil. You know, it's not marijuana and it's right. not cannabis. You know, there's it's it's made from hemp and um, it's part of the plant, but it's the certain part that is legal. THC is the the, the psychoactive stuff that makes you high. So yeah. there's no THC. You roll in a, yeah. a joint or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is. So it's not, yeah, it's know. not that. Like, it's not that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now for advice. I'm like, you must know. Yeah. Give me those circles. <laughs> <laughs> um so I was doing my research and uh, I thought, I'm going to try some of this stuff. Um, so I went for these, because uh, it's anti-inflammatory. So for someone like me with migraines, of course, that really helps. Right, okay. Um, and it, it, you know, there's suggestions that it helps with Parkinson's. Um, I know for a fact a friend of ours who's an epileptic. I think it was in the news there was a lady who 
who was really into it. Didn't she have a teenage son? I shouldn't say if I don't really know, but I'm sure that there was some well-publicised story. I've heard about it. Yeah. Cancer yeah. sufferers. I've got my dad on it. He's well. got prostate. Right, OK. Um, so, you know, the thing is, you've got to do your due diligence. And at the moment, it's all out there, you know, yeah. and, and that's the only thing we can say, you know, responsibly. But as far as I'm concerned, I did my research online and um, I dug deep. And then I was looking, you know, you've got to be careful which company you use. And I really like this company and I like the way they produced it. It's all organic, um, really clean. Because uh, you've got to be careful. Some stuff like you buy down in the local health shops, just watered down and, don't, you know, it's expensive and you're not getting any benefits from it. And anyway, I then went on to Lorraine and we were talking about another thing I'd been doing, <laughs> a show, and then just drifted off onto my migraines. I said, well, actually, I've used this CBD in it. I think it's working. And then they contacted me and said, is, is our stuff working? I went, yeah. And then it went from two months, three months, four months, five months, no migraines. Wow. And in the end, I went to go and meet them. And um, they're called Greenstem. And um, I love it. It's a family company. They actually started to produce this stuff because their mother had really bad arthritis. Right. And they started to look into it for her. And it did wonders for her. That's all, you know, as far as I know, that, that that's how they started. And um, I said, look, I, I just think it's amazing. I said, and I don't um, endorse anything. I don't, I'm not an ambassador for anything. I find it all a bit, you know, you get things thrown at you. So, but I really Instagram want to be Instagram's turned into an ad page. Oh, I hate it. It's awful. I hate it. And I said, I don't really do anything like this because I don't, I don't, I'm not comfortable. But I said, I really and truly love to, to work with you. Um, and so we're we're sort of like family now. I've been on holiday oh, wow. and everything with them. Oh wow! Yeah, and we go for lunch tomorrow, and then we might go on holiday after Christmas. And they're a beautiful family. Um, but um, we're, we're we're always coming up with different things to do and produce. And because I'm, I'm I I keep saying the thing is it's absorbed best through your skin. So I'd love to come up with like a fragrance spray. So this is where I'm coming from with it with CBD. Oh, wow. um, so it's it depending on what. Um, What's anxiety is a big one. Yeah, especially with mums as well. Um, and I found that it's really levelled me out. I think that's where the steady hand came from on came the big from. night. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure this is something to do with my CBD. I don't think there's enough in the world. That <laughs> <stop> my- <laughs> no, <laughs> but there's all different. You know, there's all different yeah. companies out there at the moment, and it is at the moment the thing, isn't it? Everybody's yeah. talking about it. And well, I think so people are fed up with popping pills. I'm fed up of it. And going to the that. doctors in. And, and everything, and, and it's the same, you know, I think there are different levels of depression, but we I read loads about, you know, all the things you can do. I mean, we know exercise is a great help and, yeah. and for your mental health and all sorts of things. But when you do go to the doctors, I think often it is the same thing where they just go, yeah, we'll just Pop give you pill. this. But you say, yeah, but you, know. can you, you want it to be preventative, don't you? Of course you do. You want the advice yeah. there. They haven't got the time. I mean, yeah. I do sympathise with the GP, but oh, that's yeah. the last it's place I fault. go, to be fair. Yeah, I'm it's exactly the, the place. same. Yeah, unfortunately, and that's just the way no, things have it's, evolved. It's and so I feel true. sorry, yeah. And it's... Um, so that, the, 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 the green stem, the, the CBD oil drops, there's all sorts of fun things. Like, I've got a bath bomb for you, which is brilliant. Oh, right? wow. Oh, I love just a bath on bomb. that day, like that shoe shopping day. Yeah, that's one, and it's just to it. save it. I had one, okay. on, I had one on Saturday after Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because I, I was just like, I came down like that, boom. I just hit, yep. 
from being on the massive high yeah. sort of interviewing I him yeah, and- I, ca- I came home right and I, you know I'd done I'd done wonders with this guy and he loved it and the whole Hollywood entourage you know 1500 people we did it twice as well God. I come back and I go for lunch with my friends and I'm not I'm not joking right this is within 24 hours and they're talking about this new cleaning product Sephora <laughs> or something that oh, makes I've your house that smell on Instagram right and I was like oh. what the hell is going on I said, are we seriously talking about this now? And we were talking about disinfectant and cleaning products. And I got oh. from that. And, and I just got home. I was like, this is where you realise, you know, you adjust, you have to adjust, don't you? And I couldn't, I didn't have the capacity to adjust, like from that high to that low. And so I had a bath bomb and it was fine. <laughs> I had a bath bomb. Yeah. And I thought, Jenny, just, just, just soak it all in. Just yeah. soak it all in. Um, but... You know, it's it's one of those things. I think personally, I've met a lot of mums, all, you know, different grades of anxiety, different reasons for anxiety. Um, and I do two things. I send them to yoga, hot yoga, you know, I always go Yeah, about you it. do love you. Yeah. I do love it. But it's only, I would never say anything if I didn't mean it, right? Don't get paid for it. I'm telling you now, if you can, I mean, you know, 40s, 50s, 30s, if you're stressing, anxiety, Get yourself to yoga and don't feel in- intimidated and don't say, I can't touch potatoes. It's not, it's yoga practice. All it means is you're practicing something. You're never achieving a level, you're just no. practicing it. There's no ego. I've, There's I used no to do ego. hot yoga with my friend Louise years ago after my daughter was born. We used to go to a class and um, I'm quite competitive. <laughs> and the guy that was teaching it went, there is no ego. It really no doesn't ego. matter. But you see, I love Pilates and that's okay. what I do. And that's my thing. And I would say it's of a similar, I feel amazing when, it levels I, when you I've out. had a session. Yeah, it's incredible. And I think um, that, and I think if you can find, I mean, I love my, my CBD oil, the oil drops. I take them in the morning and the evening. And I think the combination of the two has made me a different person. And I actually said to the guys, I said, you know what? My interviews with these people is different. I'm not the same person when I'm doing those things because I'm in a different place, but I'm in the right place. I'm not anxious. My adrenals aren't all fired up. I'm not, you know, I'm not like skittish and get all over the place. It, you know, I'm in control. Uh, and I think it, those those two things are prevalent for me, and that's that's my my lecture. And it's like, well, I love that, and it's a lovely feeling as well, isn't it? Because there's nothing worse than feeling like Out you're spinning all these plates, and you yeah. just can't sort of marry them all up. And I mean, I don't know what what and... do you do when you feel like that? Oh, when God. you feel <clears throat> well, I I desperately try. Um, I, I, tr- I love tr- to train and I haven't done yeah. it lately. I've been quite busy and I've just gone back to it. But I love hit training and I combine that with my Pilates and that's my thing. That's it. Because I think it's so easy to have a glass of wine, stuff your face or, or not eat, depending I'm on which way you're feeling. <laughs> but all these crutches that aren't like good for you mm. and won't solve anything. Mm. So my thing is always training really um and I love that and it helps my mental health and I like you don't really believe in popping too much medication I had my son cesarean elective and um they give you everything on the planet from real strong stuff codeine which is super super strong and knocks knocks you out and I said to them I don't want anything afterwards and I had all the pills lined up on the side and I had nothing Mm. and I was walking up and down with him 
fine. I was very lucky in a couple of hours and home. And it was painful. And I did have to take paracetamol, but that's all. Mm. Everything else they gave me, I just didn't want. Because my daughter had an emergency C-section and I had everything because I was in so much pain. My body Mm. wasn't expecting that. I'd been trying to give birth to her for 10 hours before. And it was horrible. And I, f- and I was trying to breastfeed her as well with all these drugs yeah, inside me. Yeah. So the second time round, because I, I knew what was going on and everything, you do have to take drugs the day before, but I didn't want to do all that. So I, I am definitely big on trying to find... Mm. I've just started taking this stuff for... Um, sorry, Callum, my periods. Um, because... <laughs> well, this CBD might help with well, all yeah, that. yeah. I've just I've, started taking these tablets because they're your body changes with that doesn't it as well well we don't want to be on no but i've got to be careful because you know i can only speak from my experience but i do these little experiments because the thing is it's not going to do you any harm right no so that's the great thing to do and um what's what's interesting is when i have my period pain sorry callum do you want to go (laughs) give me your headphones go and have a pint but i think well i'm gonna try i'm gonna try some and it actually eased ease the yeah. the pain from me so it's almost like a well it you know it can be a pain relief um yeah. and also if you have a really hard workout um because it relaxes your muscles, muscles right. um that you know there's a whole wealth of, of things that it it can be beneficial for um from both mentally and physically and i think you know it's an age-old remedy when yeah. you read about it it goes way back way back um and it's just a shame that it's got this tag with the the thc and all the rest of it but i think it is well worth a try that's all i say well i'm looking forward to my goodies and my bath bomb that's getting saved and you've got some gummy bears as well which is hilarious but they're brilliant they're really nice um what's next for jenny powell we should rock up (laughs) this has been so much fun we've gone through so much stuff but what's our next more mel gibson mel gibson (gasps) i've got three the interesting thing is interviewing someone more than once right so i sliced alone three times So it's tricky because you've got oh, hello, hello. hello. Um, Is he married still? Yeah, Je- Jennifer Flavin. I met her. She's oh. called Jennifer. She's fifty-one, and oh. he used to go out at the Wheel of Fortune hostess. I didn't want to bring it all up and say we were meant to be, so I didn't. But I thought, oh, oh, no, she's gorgeous. Yeah, oh. so she goes everywhere with him. So he, right. I spoke. I bet to she her. does. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Um, but it is interesting when you have to do quite intense interviews, but three times Um, and he knows it and I know it but we've got a fresh audience you see and I was really conscious of that and I actually said to Arnold I went look I know I did all those funny things with you but can we do it again because I've got another audience do you want me to tell you the funniest thing I did go on so in the prime of his Mr Olympia days his bicep the circumference of his bicep was 22 inches right so I just thought, last week I was like, oh, what, what's the equivalent to 22 inches? So I'm tapping away on my computer and it comes up with Danny DeVito is two and a half times longer than 22 inches. <laughs> so I'm like, that, boom, twins. So there I am on Amazon. So I'm on stage with, um, with Arnie and I go, look, I've been on Amazon and uh, I've just ordered this cardboard cutout. So I bring out this life-size cardboard cutout of Danny DeVito. So nobody knows I've done this, right? And all these management are like okay what's she gonna do so i put it next to her it looks ridiculous and i go so he is actually only two and a half times it's 2.7 times longer than your uh, bicep was if we unraveled it 
So he went, now that is funny. That's right, right? So I'm like, yes, I've made him laugh. And then he says to me, what other measurements do you know about oh, me, no. Jenny? Oh, my God. And I actually turned around like we were an old couple. And I went, Arnold. And he went, what? I don't know. What other? And he went, my chest. I went, well, my chest is 32 double D. What's yours? So we, I got away with absolute murder in the end. Flirting, it sounds Flirting. like. Flirting. Big Flirting. style. But you know what? You know. I love it. So Mel Gibson next. Mel Gibson next. So that's in November. Um, I'm doing the This Is Manchester Awards, which would be amazing. I'm really proud of Manchester at the moment. Really oh, it's a great London, city, isn't it? Yes, yeah, so, I call it Little London because it's got all everything that London has, but it's nicer. No yes, offense, so I'm very excited about that because that's a big one because that's where I'm from and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. So that's a real celebration of all the big achievers and the people that have put Manchester on the map, basically oh, from property to fashion to everybody will wow. be there, and that's a biggie for us. Um, so I've got quite a few. Lo- I'm sort of ended up being the world's greatest compare i'm just going out there compare i've got about though. eight comparing things to do and then i don't know i don't know I'm it'll like, be well, christmas by christmas. the time you've done all that yeah i've invited loads of people around for christmas it was really stupid because now i fancy going to the pub uh, but like, you can't now because you've invited people and I'm like oh god now i have to pay for them to go to the pub because i'm comfortable somewhere. maybe i might go to those places that do it all for you i don't know uh, and then i think like, fingers crossed right there are there is talk of some mega movie stars coming oh. from March onwards. Wow. So I will I'll be back if to you, tell you well, about. But I, I I've got there's a couple of ones where I'm like nah no way. But they're on the cards. That's all I'm saying. So I think it's just an experience. I think all these guys are having an experience with Jenny Powell. If you ask me. <laughs> if you get Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. can I get tickets for the audience? I'll sort it. He's yeah. my everything okay. um, no one gets that my husband's like what and you know he's dead short in real life don't you I'm like, I really but don't he, care love him love he's him, a genius love him. though isn't he incredible and he just does an age talk about commitment yeah. doesn't age he went to so. about 14 different schools didn't he did he yeah he just oh, got he moved all the time he talks a lot about in his childhood he's like oh why do I know so much about Tom Cruise <gasps> oh he knows <laughs> It's been so lovely having no, you it's on. Gosh, Thank it's you for co-hosting as well. Uh, thanks for being there, Callum. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see it. He's so lovely. He's just like, lovely. He's just like this little... I do feel sorry for him when we talk about periods. It's yeah. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> and come back soon. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, no, Thank honestly. You. It's always lovely to come and see you, especially when I get the right day. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite you in for coffee next time. <laughs> 